All right, guys, what's up? We're at the 65th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. I'm joined tonight with my good buddy, Jaron Scott. What's up, Jaron? Hey, how's it going, guys? So he's kind of the resident expert when it comes to um, doing well outside of Western countries. He lives in Mexico City right now. So he's going to give you some decent tips uh, tonight on how to do better with uh, the ladies when you're traveling or if you plan to relocate. The proper way to do it, in fact. Um, We're going to start off with the incorrect way to handle this because I think this is how a lot of guys sort of approach this. They think that. I don't do well here. <clears throat> so if I relocate myself to another country and both of these examples that I got saved here on my computer are actually from the Ukraine, obviously from before the war situation. But if I relocate myself to Asia, Eastern Europe, Brazil, you know, wherever, I'll just do better. Thailand, Philippines, like they've a lot of guys have this like notion that you'll just do better somewhere else. But for the most part, it's it's like a you problem first if you're not doing well anywhere. So let's just kind of dive into this. Uh, I'll throw it up on the screen. Uh, we'll spend maybe 10, 15 minutes on these clips, and then we'll let Jaron kind of do his bit on the correct way to do it. And then, of course, as always, I'll take some call-ins. So we'll get started that way. Uh, let me grab my screen share and cue that up. Um, okay, we'll do this dork first. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it is what it is. So... Let me just play this through. I'm going to speed it up so we can rip through it a little bit faster. Uh, let's go here. Here we go. I tried the army and a few of these other regular dating sites. Can you guys hear this? Never worked for me. Jaren, can you hear it? Yeah, it's a little quick. Uh, maybe it's going a little too quick for you guys. Let me slow it down then. So we got Bobby, 46 year old Bobby. My name is Bobby Cannon. I'm 46, and I work in human resources for a federal government. And my views are mine alone, not the government's. So this is the living room. Uh, this is where I spend most of the day. Are we starting to see the problem immediately? Dude's 46, lives in... He's going to get taken for. He's going to get destroyed, yeah, right? He's good. not even in good shape. And just listen to what he says here in a bit. When I'm at home, got my, some of my collection. I tend to be a little bit shy, so I don't meet a lot of folks for relationship purposes. Like this is... <laughs> Jaron, do you do this? Is, this? is this what your apartment looks like when the senioritas come over? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've got a, I've got a nice big couch and my office is a little bigger, but yeah, yeah no, my, my apartment's, it's, it's a bachelor pad. The guys that have visited me can attest to that. This, this is, this is on a different level though. I mean, but okay. Here we go. <laughs> and it, to be, be honest, you know, I'm a little bit heavier. So that is something that is a real negative in, in the United States. So let me just stop there for a sec. Cause this is like an important point, right? Yeah. You know, yep. He acknowledges that I'm a little bit heavier, and he's saying this is a real negative in the United States. But what most of these guys fail to realize is it's even more of a negative outside of the United States, right? Yeah. Um, 60, 70 percent of the North American population is o- overweight. So, you know, it doesn't matter what category, if it's overweight, obese, morbidly obese, they're just overweight. They have an unhealthy BMI. So it's pretty, it's, it's more common here than it is uncommon. And thinking that uh, that's a negative in the United States, but that won't be a negative in somewhere like Ukraine, which happens to be where this guy, you know, is chasing tail. You, like, you get the idea, right? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, you've now survived two socials. I congratulate all of you for going to the third and final social. So, I'm just back up here. It's a, a real negative in, in the United States. All right, guys. So, here's our busload of dudes that are trying to get girls in the Ukraine. 
this is your this is your standard avatar here. Um, the argument that I've always made here is that look, if and where did Jaron go? There we go. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm still here. Remove that. I'll pull it back in a sec. I mean, if you can't do well in your own country, you're not going to do better somewhere else. If you don't have mm-hmm. game here, it's not going to work somewhere else. You're going to get taken for. Um, and this is pretty much what this guy goes through. He, he spends ten thousand uh, dollars on this girl, and I'm just going to skip through all this because um, there's a lot of like you know they're framing this guy as, as basically like a super nice guy, and he's getting taken for a ride. This is the girl that he gets introduced to, who isn't even the girl that he was been talking to. Uh, the company's been charging him, uh, I think it was ten dollars per message back and forth on their system because they offer translation Damn. service. Um, and he ends up proposing to her, thinking that he's engaged. They have a translator sitting at the table. I don't know who, th- who this dude is. Maybe a rep for the company. <laughs> but this so chick speaks. your impressions of tonight? Not even a word of English. I That's not going to work. Well. I think I'm engaged now, so I have to say it. Like he thinks he's engaged now. He doesn't know where he's at. You can't anyway, even talk to her. Yeah. And then it goes on and on and on. Uh, these are the screenshots of all the messages back and forth with the tour schedule, what he's spending. Um now he tries another dating app site and he hopes that it's going to come off, you know, again. So I wasn't planning on playing that one through because that's a 13 minute job. But there's one here that's seven minutes, which speaks even louder to what normally happens here. So let me throw that one up on the screen. Uh, this is a dude that works in a nail salon. Uh, title of this one is man spent $40,000 on a woman he's never met. We'll play this one straight through to kind of give you. Some- well, there's oh, that. Rob. There was this uh, place I went to with my brother down in the Dominican quite a few years ago, and there was a dude that we were talking to. He was American, and he was telling us about this Russian girl that was uh, supposed to be coming to the resort to to meet him. She never showed up. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of story, right? Like, you know, your classic plugged-in beta sends her a bunch of money. She never shows up at the resort, and he's like, I, I don't know. You know, like, I did, did all the right things, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this was this was years ago, you know, before I went went through my own unplugging journey. So I didn't really have much to offer him aside from, oh, that sucks. But uh, Jaron, like, you know, you've grown up in the States. Uh, you speak Spanish fluently. You live in Mexico City right now. I know you've lived in other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've been to El Salvador. Like, where else have you lived in the Latin world? Uh, El Salvador, Panama for a little bit. I go to Colombia every now and then for extended trips, like two, three, four weeks maybe. Yeah. Um, can you give them a little bit of a like a sequence of tips that they can follow that might be a little more useful than sending money to random people in Ukraine or wherever, um, you know, from your experience. Cause I mean, you do really well. Like I, mm-hmm. you're in a group chats, you know, we talk privately, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life, you know, with the senioritas and without giving away, you know, too much, um, you're a G as they would call it. Right. Sort of thing. So <laughs> what's the deal, you know, for guys like that? Yeah, first and foremost, and Rich, you alluded to it earlier uh, coming into the top of the stream, that if you can't get girls at all in the U.S. or your country of origin, then you need to figure that out first because you're not going to help yourself going abroad. Yes, you may be able to get girls, but a lot of time they're going to be the lower class or they'll be the paid type girls or they'll fall into this trap because this guy doesn't see this stuff coming. You could tell when we freeze framed his face that he's like, oh, no, what is going on? Because he doesn't have that experience. And Uh, In the U.S., I know a lot of times we throw around the idea that girls can be ruthless, but when you go to other countries and there's a large discrepancy in terms of income, uh, 
they they do things that they wouldn't do to the local guys or guys that they actually respect. Um, so that that's the first one. Try to get in your reps in the U.S. or Canada, wherever you're coming from. Uh, I always say uh, it, it is a bit easier abroad. Uh, that's because that they see you as a little higher SMB. But if you're if it doesn't really matter if you're a two in the U.S., it doesn't really matter if you're a three or four abroad. You're still very very low SMB, you're low. and you're going to have that experience. Um, and the girls are usually higher SMV abroad, but you have to realize that, especially if they're more from, from more traditional countries, they are going to detest these beta type guys even more than the American girls do because right. these, the, these foreign girls don't know any better. Um, they not only does, is she, is she playing him, but it's largely likely that she despises him and she and her friends probably sit around and make fun of him and I'll oh, ask him for more money. And, the reason I say that is every now and then I'll come across girls here that try to do the same thing. So I have certain rules in my life that uh, there's no money involved, no talk of money, no going out, not even any dates until we've uh, we've been intimate. And it has to be genuine burning desire. At that point, then, you, yeah, I'll start taking them out. I was going to ask you, have you ever heard any feedback from women that have dealt with like dorks like this? That Like, have you ever dealt with a woman that's like signed up for one of these match sites or they've had expats try to come to them to meet them or they've been picked up by... How do they react to them? I mean, do they just look at them and be like, you're low value, why are you here sort of thing? Or I'm trying to think. I haven't dealt with women that have done any sites like that. I've dated a handful of OnlyFans girls here. And uh, one one of them, we got we got into it recently. I might interview her on my channel at some point. But uh, mm. she's, she's, a, she's a really sweet girl, and she really thinks that she's helping these guys. And I told her, like, no, like you, you ruin these guys. And these guys come to guys like me, you, or Moff, and we have to – start putting them back together. But um, she, she, she's a sweetheart. She, she thinks that she's really doing a good thing. Uh, another one that I dated recently, she was uh, an actress years ago for a reality show down here that was pretty big. So she already had a following and then she, she makes pretty good money on there, but she's irresponsible with her money. Um, she falls in the camp of where, yeah, she thinks she thinks they're pathetic. It's just, mm. it's just a money make maker for her. It affords her lifestyle and gets to send her on trips. Uh, and whatnot but that's what and that, that goes in general like any guys that are into like red pill type ideas we have the alpha f's and beta bucks equation well that still exists it's just existing through different platforms and different channels uh this guy that sent 40k he obviously falls in the ladder the beta bucks category and we and we can we can see that so the rules still apply abroad but there, there's different things to uh let me take just, into consideration let me just talk about the correct way to do it this is my friend george gammon uh loaded has lots of real estate has a place in medellin this is how you geolocate and, you know, you get what you want where you go. He's obviously having a good time here in uh, Medellin for Halloween, dressed to the nines, uh, nice arm candy with him and hanging out with some cool people. Like this is the correct way to do it. Um, money, like you've got to have money. you got to have the looks. you got to have game. It's not going to, it's not like you get on a plane and go somewhere and all of a sudden your, your status goes from a two to like a 12. It doesn't work no. that way. I think that's it goes like, from like a seven to an eight or a five to a six. <laughs> it's like a seven to a 7.1 maybe. Uh-huh. And the girls go up a point or two uh, yeah, as compared to American sure. girls. For sure. So for me, I, I notice my status goes up, up a bit, but the girls' status, like let's say my status goes up one point, their status goes up two or three points. So now I'm, so now I'm dating girls that are, that are higher quality, but they perceive me as higher quality. And I think that's the, that's the sweet spot to be in. Yeah. Um, you got a few other tips for these guys while we're on it? Yeah. Another big one is uh, this guy was saying a lot of times, and Rich, you, you, you nailed it too. Uh, oh, cheap hotel or oh, it's $2,000. Oh, I got to work really hard. I screwed this up uh, 
like the first time I went to Columbia where I went out and, and with the exchange rate, uh, this girl I was with, she was beautiful. And I was, I was saying things like, Oh wow, this is so nice. It's so cheap. Oh, I could, Oh, I could really get ahead here. They don't want to hear that stuff because she's making like $400 a month working some really stressful corporate job. And for me, for me being like, Oh, we're going to a fancy dinner and it's $40 for the night. Well, that's a 10th of her income and me bragging about it saying, Oh, it's so accessible, so accessible. And then in another breath, hey, let's let's go somewhere else. Or oh, California is so expensive. At that point, I was already making well into the the single six figures, and uh, this girl did not want to hear it. And she, I think at one point she actually talked to me. She's like, hey, she's like, we don't make a lot of money down here, and I really like you, but it's really turning me off. Don't don't talk about money stuff. Um, also, in general, don't talk about money stuff, especially if she asks you for money. Uh, every now and then, I'll have girls that I've been seeing on the regular. They'll they'll ask me for money, and it's never much. But but I always tell them like I'm not a bank, I'm not an ATM. If you need money, uh, I'll I'll refer you to someone that can give you a micro loan. Micro loans are pretty big in a lot of other countries, and uh, and we can do it that way. And uh, and almost always, she's like, oh no no no, oh, you're so cheap, you're so cheap. And then you just you just cut them off at that point because mm -hmm. that indicates to you that she doesn't like you for you. And for me, that's a really big thing. I think that's where a lot Would of guys you... fail. Would you take care of her if she was like a, a regular long term girl that's in your frame and a compliment to your life? Like, would you would you throw her a couple couple of bucks? No, because the girls that are in my life longer term, they usually start getting other areas of their life together too. Uh, I have a mm. former main girl. She was kind of she was younger. She was kind of a party girl or whatever. When I lived in San Diego, she was in TJ, and I'd see her at least once once a month. But uh, but we we we've gotten close over the years. I've known her for a while now, and. Uh, She's doing really well. She texted me the other day and she's like, hey, I'm, I have like surplus income. What do I do with it? Do I invest? Do I do this? She opened a yoga studio and launched like a, like a nutrition line. She's, um, she was a bikini and fitness uh, competitor and she did really well, won a bunch of awards. And now she does some modeling and she gets gigs up in LA. So she's in California all the time. But she's starting to make really good money based on Mexican standards now. And most of the girls I've dated on the long term, they end up kind of feeding off of that energy that I have and they get those areas of their life together pretty quick. Mm. Uh, they're, they're also from higher classes. So there's a, there's a class or caste system in a lot of these countries too. In Latin America, it used to be race-based. Um, basically the more Spanish or European are, you are, the higher caste you are, the more indigenous or uh, like Afro you are, then, then you're on the lower class. And you still see that a lot uh, in certain areas of society today too. So usually I date girls that are around my, uh, my, my class, uh, social class, political mm -hmm. class, wh whatever, whatever that looks like, socioeconomic class. That's what I meant. As far as the women go, they're like, they're generally more feminine. They're not as oh, yeah. mouthy, I think. Um, you know, they're you not say as unpleasant. Okay. So they're more pleasant. They're less disagreeable. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be, from what I understand from our conversation, a little bit more compliant they're receptive to male energy, masculine energy. So you'll hear the word, uh, especially where I live, like machismo. So they're receptive to being machista. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So they use the word like machismo here, which is, I, I guess it'd be equivalent to toxic masculinity. That's kind of the old school Mexican way of doing things. But most of the men here, uh, I, I'm speaking men, like guys older than me, they still they still embody that. So most of them have come from intact families. The dad's still around. They love their dad. They respect their dad. They have alpha brothers. Uh, or at least more alpha comparatively than the U S or Canada from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to look at a girl's inner circle because if she, if she has grown up from the day she was born to know, to respect those strong and powerful men in her life, then mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot easier for you. She's just more receptive to, to masculine energy. Most of the girls that come over, I don't even ask them, even if it's the first, the first date, first dates come straight to the house. Uh, second, third date, if I'm vibing her, then we can go out and you know, I'll spend some money. It's not, it's not a lot here uh, mm -hmm. with the, the exchange rate, but, uh, 
she'll come over and she'll start doing dishes and tidying up and they want to make their presence in your space known they'll always leave a bunch of stuff behind i swear they rip their hair yeah, I swear yeah. they rip their hair out in the shower. They all they've always got hair behind. <laughs> and the new girl always knows, she's like, whose hair is this? I'm like, oh, it's your hair. She's like, no, it's not. Like, you all have the same color hair. It's all, like there's it's not all a black. lot of blondes here. Yeah, it's all <laughs> black hair. And there's um so game works the same, if not better there, or does it work work worse? Like, you know, what's your take on game there? I'm not overly gamey and I never have been. So guys that are in the top 1% or top 10%, I share a lot of screenshots and how I set up my system. Mm. Uh, I set up a system to screen out girls as fast as possible to only allow those that are genuinely interested in me to come through. And um, I know that there are some considerations there. I do have perceived higher SMV in this society uh, than I would in the US, but I I still do pretty well in the US too. I I, I definitely can't complain there. Um, And I have experience here. I, I went to school, I went to college down here long before Facebook and social media before years before smartphones or tinder tinder is still kind of a new thing here not everyone's on it but everyone will try it at some point whereas in the u.s you know everyone mm-hmm. knows what tinder is um so I, I do have a unique background in that sense that i i went to a really good school here i learned the culture i learned the language and i'm able to make jokes i'm able to do puns and double entendres i'm able to talk about politics and history and philosophy in the language um so in general i attract i, I naturally attract a higher class of women which are the, How the women that, is it to that know I the like. local language Depends on what you're looking for. If you want to just come down and smash real quick and have fun, you can do that. There's go to any bar where girls know that foreigners go to. I went out. I went out the other night with a couple of American guys. And how do you find uh, those? Like, where do you where do you get the information on what bars to go to that foreigners know that Americans go to? Uh, go to the expat groups. Uh, you'll see that most of the expats stick to certain neighborhoods. There's a there's like three or four neighborhoods here in Mexico City where all the expats live. Um, mm-hmm. I, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood too, but it's not known as like the gringo hotspot. There's people from other countries here, um, Israelis, people from other Latin American countries. It's more where like kind of the higher class people live, whereas the trendy neighborhoods uh, it'd be equivalent to more of like a hipster type neighborhood. So uh, any any tourist spots. So if you go to like a Cancun or Bayarta or something like that, then obviously there's going to be bars that cater to the the tourism cloud and or crowd and the uh and and girls know that so if you go to a gringo hot spot the girls are going to be there intentionally looking for gringos normally they're not the the most attractive or highest class chicks but coming fresh from the u.s especially for guys that have maybe a little bit lower smb or still have some uh, room where they can improve there uh it, it will be nice it will be novel it's like oh my god these chicks are flirty and they're feminine and they're fun a lot of times what the guys don't know is that that that's their shtick they probably got a new gringo every weekend because uh, especially here we we are a bit of a status symbol and that goes back to that whole previous cast system usually guys of lighter complexion the girls want to show you off they want to put you on the instagram and they want to be like oh look look at this foreigner i got um and even better than gringos uh european guys here so if it's if it's their choice between me and a european guy all things being equal they'll almost always go for the for the european guy although a lot of the european guys aren't that masculine anymore so uh so a lot of girls i date make fun of them Mm, okay um anything else you got before we kind of switch over and take some q a uh, yeah, let me see. I got my notes here. Um, yeah, in general, they're, they're more traditional. And I was thinking about this in the pre-show. So in Spanish, the word uh, to have relations, that refers to physical intimacy. Uh, guys in the know know that if you're not having physical intimacy with your girl, you're not in a relationship. They kind of go hand in hand here. But uh, in general, sometimes I'll throw the word relationship around and guys will be like, oh, well, I thought you didn't have a girlfriend. Well, I don't. I don't practice a two-way monogamy type arrangement. I do one-way monogamy. I'll have my main girl, but my main girl is essentially my girlfriend. Um, but in general, 
uh, and not even just Mexican women, uh, just Mexicans in general, and this is for most of Latin America, uh, they're still largely traditional. They're largely Catholic. That is changing. Uh, I'd say they're probably 20, 30 years behind the U.S., at least here in Mexico City. But Mexico City is the most liberal city in the country, too, just because it's a massive cosmopolitan conglomerate. But in general, even all that being said, I've noticed that in general, women can do relationships better. They have better relationships with their coworkers, with their family, with their neighbors, with their community. Everyone knows their neighbors here. Um, mm. And that extends to you. So even if you're just dating, even if it's just a one-time hookup, she knows how to relate with other hum human beings in a much, much more intimate fashion than uh, your North American counterparts. And for, for me, that's really nice. I grew up in, I grew up in a culture where it's cold. Uh, literally, people are cold to each other. You don't really say hi to strangers. Uh, Oh, how's your day? Good. Okay, cool. Yeah, bye. Um, here, there's 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 a warmth in the interpersonal relationships, and that's something that I'd never experienced uh, having grown up in the states. That I really enjoy here, and now I'm so accustomed to it. When I go back to the U.S. and I meet a girl, even if she's into me, you can tell she's faking her. You can't feel that genuine feminine energy from her. So I think, in general, just they're more feminine here, and that means being receptive to male energy. That means being a little more traditional. Uh, they they're always made up. So even if she's coming over to spend the night, she'll put her makeup on. They'll take forever to get ready. But uh, there's there's just little little things they do here that they don't do back home to where when you add these very individual little things up, it makes a world of difference. And mm. a lot of times, most guys, when they come here, I've had a handful of guys come and visit like, dude, I'm moving here. Like they just, they, you just can't go back once you've had a taste of something better. Where do you recommend guys should check out when it comes to like the Latin countries that you've been at? Like, is it, is it Mexico city for you where you're at right now? Or do you have any other preferences that you'd recommend guys look at? Uh, if you're new to Latin America, I'd say check out Mexico City. Check out some of the popular neighborhoods like uh, Roma Norte, Condesa, um, any of those. That's where all the gringos go here. Uh, you'll, fit, you'll feel like you're still in the U.S., but there will be attractive Latin girls around. Um, if Once you start getting more into the language and such, I prefer the more traditional cities. So if it's time for me to settle down and have kids and I decide to raise them down here, it would likely be Guadalajara. I went to a really good school there and I have really strong connections. And it's a very... It's a large town, but it, it, it's it's weird because you'll run into people you know all the damn time. You can get yourself caught up pretty quick, and there's the, mm -hmm. there's much stronger community there. Mexico City's huge. It's like a New York City, so it's a little more of a transient city. Um, any of your any of your tourist hotspots, you can definitely have fun there. But realize you're going to attract a different class of women. Uh, you'll get you'll get you'll get normal girls at vacation too. But typically, if they're higher status in their their home city, then they'll want higher status guys abroad too. Uh, just being gringo or just being a foreigner often won't be good enough. Uh, or you'll get like the granola hippie type chicks. So it really depends on what you're you're looking for. Any of the beach towns. Um, if you live in Southern California, a lot of people are afraid to cross to Tijuana, but Tijuana has some really nice chicks because it's a it's the world's busiest land crossing. It's so the, a lot of girls from all over Latin America go to Tijuana in hopes of coming to the U.S. So they'll come up and go shopping in San Diego and then head back. So mm -hmm. um, maybe. Check out your border cities. Not all of them are safe all the time. I know even recently Tijuana had some coordinated uh, cartel attacks, and that was uh, kind of scary for people that were there. But uh, And then deeper into Latin America. So the, the general rule is the further you go away from the U.S. border into Latin America, the probably the less English you're going to hear, the more interculturally experienced you're going to need to be, and then uh, you're going to need to know a, a little bit of Spanish. And then once you go outside of the major have, city centers, you'll Do you ever have much issues with um, locals with you, uh, like racism or anything like that? Like I, I know here in North America, they try to eliminate it like it doesn't exist but uh, like racism exists around the world and if you're not from you know the area like they sometimes push back like is that difficult in the latin world for you or is it even a problem 
for me personally, that's never been difficult. In fact, most of the guys want to get to know me, which really helps with the game because uh, mm -hmm. girls, they go out in groups. Uh, it's unsafe in, in most parts of the world if you're a female to go out by yourself. Um, so they go, they go in mixed groups, brothers, cousins, coworkers, whatever. And the, mm -hmm. their friend groups are really solid here too. So for me, it helps. Uh, most of the guys are really friendly. I think one time I did, I, I was kind of, we were already drinking in San Diego and we went to take the after party to TJ, went to not the nicest club, like notoriously not a nice club. Mm -hmm. And I was talking up some girl in the bathroom line. At one point I was in a stall and some guy tapped me on the shoulder and I, I got sucker punched. And when I came to my head was kind of in the toilet bowl. I was like, what the hell happened to my buddies? And there was like, who was it? Who was it? I, I didn't even see the guy. I had no idea what happened, but mm -hmm. that's the only problem um, I, I ever had. I wasn't on my P's and Q's. Uh, also too, that's a big tip for guys too, that uh, as far as safety, um, be careful where you're at, who you're with, uh, where you're going, how you interact with other people. Uh, the, the innocuous dumbass comment you think would work in a U.S. nightclub or trying to trying to alpha up on some dude. Uh, don't do that in Colombia because you will get kidnapped. You will get your ass kicked. Uh, be careful with the girls. So watch your own drink, especially in Medellin. I've heard reports that uh, they're using a scopolamine or whatever it's called uh, to drug guys. So the girl will take, take a guy back to uh, or go back to the guy's hotel and then they'll, they'll have another drink or two. And before you know, really? the, the, the guy wakes up and all of his stuff's gone. I've heard reports of that happened in Mexico city um, in the expat groups, but Again, when you look at the guys, the guys are pretty easy targets. I've never had any issues with that, any drugging, any violence or whatever. The guys are always chill here. Um, in terms of racism, they are, I don't know how to say this delicately, but uh, there is a thing with being white in these countries. So uh, we were going to go to a club the other night, actually, and I was looking at the reviews and uh, my buddy's like, oh, it's a reggaeton club. It's really good. They'll have hot Venezuelan and Colombian chicks. But uh, literally in the reviews there's a ton of one-star reviews and they're recent it said they don't let black people in they don't let brown people in like no, or that type of club so there is in some pockets of society more of like an elitist or classist type thing and a mm. lot largely if you if you look up latin america historically it was always it was always a long race they, they had a caste mm. system here okay. uh, previously and that was uh, that ended i think in the early 1900s if i'm not mistaken so you'll still see those attitudes at times I've had a handful of black guys from the group come down uh, from the top 1% and they've never had any of those issues, but, um, but just be mindful that could still potentially exist. So just uh, realize you're not in your host country. So you gotta, you gotta be aware. You gotta, gotta watch your surroundings, know how you show up, know how, understand how the world reacts to you and how people treat you and then uh, take it from there. All right. So I guess on that note, um, I've dropped the link already for the call-in. So if you're on YouTube, it's there. If you're not on YouTube, come over to YouTube. Uh, here, I'll grab the YouTube link and you guys can come on over. But uh, yeah, bring uh, bring questions. Uh, we'll chop it up. Where do you want people to go and find you, Jaron? Is it Instagram, YouTube? Uh, yeah, Instagram's the easiest way to get to me. I use that as my messenger. It's got links to my YouTube. So uh, Instagram, boop, at Jaron Scott. Right there, just go there, give me a follow, um, click through my YouTube channel, subscribe, enable notifications, make sure your account can receive notifications, all that good stuff. Watch the videos, like, share, yada, yada. Perfect. All right, brother, thanks for uh, chiming in tonight. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, take care. Thanks. All right, uh, yeah, check out Jaron's stuff. He's um, He's got some cool videos coming out on his YouTube channel, so it's kind of his wheelhouse. I thought I'd bring him in to sort of chime in on this. There was a guy that uh, called in a couple weeks ago and was asking about passport bros. What do you think about guys that geolocate to try to do better with women. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to hit on tonight. Let me grab the super chat here real quick. Werther says, South Korea is worth looking at in 2015. They barely made adultery legal and infidelity is 54% male, 10% women. Divorce and single moms are shunned. 
as it is in most of uh, the rest of the world. There was um, there was a stat that I uh, published on my Twitter feed um, not too long ago, and uh, I think the the U.S. is like the single mommy capital of the world. You know, to this you know this point, you know, when it comes to dating, um, I believe Canada and then Iceland was a close third. So that's what you're going to get out there. Um, all right, so let's get started on the call-ins. Again, the link is there if you guys want to call in and ask a question uh, before we get started. I'm just going to run the ad insert, pay some bills, and we'll do some Q&A. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's do this. Let's do some Q and A. See what you guys got for me today. Uh, Jackson, you're up, buddy. What do you got for me? Hey, Rich, how you doing? So, a uh, little, little bit bummed out. John went away. I was hoping to ask his opinion on this. Okay. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Mm -hmm. It'd be because of where I'm at. I'm in the farmland. So. I noticed a correlation with the uh, the guys in the first two clips you uh, played, mm. and I want to. I agree with most of everything. Hold on, something's wrong here. I think you should probably kill your video feed because it seems to be eating up some of your bandwidth. So just turn off the video camera, and we'll just listen. Okay. Little uh, stop cam at the bottom of your screen should be the the button that you hit. There you go. Is it better now? Yeah, let's try it out. Uh, I'm getting some feedback. Okay, Jackson, you got to ask away, man. We got people waiting. Okay, so I want, want to ask your opinion on this. So I think the passport bro thing is perfectly fine as long as you're a high-income owner who's red pill aware. Because the guys you showed in the clip, the correlation I noticed is they were the most pussified betas that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit, mm -hmm. one guy did, does nails. But I, I think if you're a high-income owner and you're already red pill aware, then I, I think it's perfectly fine. 
Like if you I'll uh, say this. I mean, the ones that do end up in clips like that on YouTube and on TV, they're always mailmen, government workers, nail salon guys. Like there's not a lot of dudes that are doing much with their life that end up in a position like that. It's it's just a bad starting place. It it doesn't work. I mean, the only time that it is going to work is if you're a guy like Jaron and you've got your shit sorted out and you already have game and you're good looking and you've looks max yourself out sort of thing. Um that's that's why he does well, you know, the way that he does it, right? Okay, that makes sense. Did you have a question, or was it just an observation that you had? No, that that was just it. That was the observation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jackson. Okay. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Let's grab uh, Dan over here. See what he's got for us. Dan, what's up, buddy? Hi, Rich. Uh, great to meet you. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. What do you got for me tonight? Excellent. Um, been burning to ask you this for a while. I know it's a bit off topic from today's sort of video here. Um, you mentioned about um, always surrounding yourself, chasing excellence, um, surrounding yourself with excellence and everything. You know, you don't follow sport, all that kind of stuff. I really took that on board and it's been really helping me, you know, spend more time on focusing on what I want to do and chase my excellence and, and in income and everything. And I'm just wondering if that also applies to like music and bands and, you know, following YouTubers, watching, sitting here, watching yourself, that sort of stuff. I just wanted to get your opinion on that because I'm just a bit complex about that you know because it, it definitely seems to apply about um you know surrounding yourself with excellence and everything and people well, I mean, you're talking about different things here you're talking about bands and you're talking about youtube are we talking about music or are we talking about video creators uh just everything and anything mixed into one there so for example like you said hey you don't follow sport like that makes sense yeah cool um you yeah. don't want to be you know uh you know hands down you know, praying, making someone look really good and lots of stuff, having someone else's name on your back, that sort of stuff. Like that really resonated with me. It makes sense. Um, but I'm just wondering if you apply the same sort of thing. You know, do you go see bands? Um, do you do you follow other YouTubers? You know, I'm, I'm just a bit complex. Well, okay. So as far as music goes, so let's deal with music and yep, YouTube because sure. that seems to be the two main things. Um, when I was a kid, I went to a lot of rock concerts. Um, but that was because I couldn't play music loud in my parents' house. So it made sense to go to concerts and, you know, you'd go out and you have a good good time. You'd head banging sort of thing. I was a metalhead, right? Like I was a rocker. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Um, I don't go to concerts now because I've got my own house and my sound system at home is way better anyway. And I actually prefer like if if I can find great, uh, like I picked up Pink Floyd's Delicate Sound of Thunder, you know, the other day on DVD, which hasn't been available for a long time. It just came out recently. Um, you crank that shit up. You got the sub on. It's fucking dark. <laughs> like, if I could see the the band live, if they were were to perform at that level, then I would do it. But it's more comfortable and easy for me to do at home. So the, that's just how I roll right now. Plus, a lot of these bands say they just suck. Like a lot of music sucks. So, you know, like my chick will be like, "Oh, let's go see, uh, you know, Guns and Roses at such and such, you know, venue." It's like really. Like I saw mm -hmm. them when they were fucking awesome. Like they, mm. they're just old and shit now. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's my view on music. So as far as YouTube goes, YouTube is a tough one because mm. there's a lot of dipshits on YouTube. If I'm being honest, yeah, that, yeah, um, purport to be something that they're not. And it's like I was talking to the guys earlier this afternoon in our private Zoom call for our, for our group, and it's like bullshit baffles brains. And there's a lot of bullshitters on YouTube, and, and sometimes it's very hard to distinguish the ones that have actually done something with their life. Versus the ones that are trying to do something with their life on YouTube. Um, and the question that I always ask myself is, would I trade places with this person that's you know dispensing this advice? So when it comes to investment advice, I would say go to a guy like George Gammon, right? Like, like he's like he's tuned in, he's got great connections, he knows the right people. 
Um, you know, he connected me with Robert Kiyosaki. I had Robert on my show at one point. I like Robert. Um, those are the kinds of people that I want to take financial advice from. Uh, not some random fucking finance bro or crypto bro, you know, yeah. sitting in his no. closet talking about some particular obscure coin that's going to 20,000 X, which, which is very prevalent out there. So you have to be careful about YouTube because I mean, you can go down this, this like vortex of bullshit, especially when it comes to red pill, mano swamp stuff. Everybody's got their take. Like there's some weirdos out there, dude. Like I, I have some recommendations that sometimes show up and there's this one that shows up on a regular basis. Some fucking vampire guy that thinks he's a, <laughs> a fiend or something. And he just fiend. It's like, look, if I can't look at you in the eyes and if you can't see into my eyes, if you can't see into my soul, if you can't see what I've done, if you, if you don't know my name, if you can't Google me, like what are you hiding, right? Yeah. Exactly is the way that I look at it. And there's always something being hidden there, always. At first I thought, oh, maybe they're just trying to protect their job, their identity so they don't get fired sort of thing. But, you know, as time went on, as, you know, the months and the years went on, it was always something that, they, you know, that they were hiding, right? So... The question, again, I, I always ask is, would I trade places with the person talking to me here right now? Then there's just entertainment. Like, I'll mm. watch, um, I watch some sailing videos for entertainment. You know, there's some educational okay. aspect to it, you know, because I learned a little bit about the life. Sometimes I'll watch Casey Neistat. You know, he's back to pumping out videos. He's showing up in my feed. He's an entertaining filmmaker. I don't like his political views. I don't think he's fucking red-pilled at all, but, I, but he makes interesting captivating videos you know sort of thing so i like to consume those you know sometimes so do you think it's okay then for to go see bands if it's just for your entertainment you're not actually there celebrating their excellence you know because they're on the stage playing an instrument you could never play but you're yeah. just there for the entertainment is that the way you see it that that's where i'm just a bit complex sort of thing and everything i think so that's i think that's the way that i saw it when i was a kid yep yeah and now, I, I mean, I listen to music about half the time when I'm going about my, I don't listen to music at the gym. Um, I listen to whatever they're playing on the speakers. I listen to music about half time in the car, the other half time I listen to podcasts or a book or something like that. So like, there's nothing new out there that captivates me. Most new music today sucks, right? Like all the good music I've heard, I've memorized the lyrics, I've been to the concerts, I got the t-shirts, I banged my head to it when I had hair, I was there, right? So it's like, yeah, music is cool, but... I don't go looking for concerts to go to anymore. I don't like you don't need my permission, you know, to do it either. Words like if you enjoy seeing live bands and go see live bands, you know, if you like live stand up comedians and go to see live stand up comedians, right? I'd rather sit on my couch and watch Bill Burr, you know, do a stand up or Joe Rogan do a stand up than go and yeah. fly somewhere to watch a show. Yeah. I saw Jerry, yeah. I saw Jerry Seinfeld in Vegas and I thought it would be awesome and it sucked. He sucked live. It oh, just no. wasn't good. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. So, okay, yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense there, there. Because I but just it, wanted to make sure I was in the right sort of mindset, you know. I, I've sort of leaned away and given up the sport. I used to follow um, what's called over here is the, the V8 supercars, the supercars, mm -hmm. right? I've yeah. followed them notoriously for about 11 years. I've got all the, the driver's T-shirts and everything. Go get your it. own supercar and go on a, a, a track, <laughs> yeah. Eh? And Yeah, well, I've just rally. done that. I, I just did that last that's, week. I bought another, I bought another car and that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. That's so, fun, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I like like watching some Formula One too. I don't I don't watch it that often. You know, sometimes you know if I'm going over and I see my brother, he's got it on his TV. I don't even have a fucking access to watch Formula One. It's like I'll watch it when it's on. But right. um, I'd rather take my car to the racetrack. I'd rather go yeah. on a rally and drive with my bros and have fun with that yeah. and, and see the world yeah. that way. Like that's the way that I like yeah. to do it now. But that's just me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely want to start feeling the same and get that that same sort of mindset. And I've definitely have been chasing that ever since you said that sport thing. It really resonated with me. So definitely want to want to thank you for that. But I really just wanted to clarify yeah. what you thought about bands and YouTubers and stuff and everything. But if you're saying you know if I enjoy it, just go do it. And if it's you know YouTube has two elements: it's entertain yeah. or educate. And if they're not yeah. entertaining me, are they fucking educating me? And are they the real deal? Is a question that I ask. I like mm -hmm. to ask myself when I'm looking at men, is this guy a good man? And is he good at being a man? But I can tell you something. Most of the dudes out there talking right now, they ain't shit. Yeah, all the crypto madness and that vampire thing. Sounds a bit whack. <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling in, Dan. Appreciate thanks so much. It. Thanks. Okay, okay bye. Buddy. Yeah, that, so I made a video back in the summertime and I touched on sports. For those of you that haven't seen it or might be newer to the channel, it's on my Entrepreneurs and Cars channel. Um, and I don't watch sports. People ask me, like, I'll be sitting in the fucking sauna at the gym and some guy will be talking about, I don't know, fucking baseball or hockey or whatever. I don't watch it. It's boring. And then they have like a jersey on that they paid hundreds of dollars for with some other dude's name on their back. Could you imagine, like, the, you know, the thing that kills me is when you're at a, a sporting event and you're there with your chick. And she's wearing a jersey with another man's name on her back. Like, how much of a cuck are you? That's just me. I don't know. Let's see what Mr. G's got for us here. Is this the real G? Hello. Hello. Uh, hi, Rich. I wanted to thank you for uh, all the work you do. And all the order we can send that you, you put out. I bought the X3 process. Can you speak a little louder, please? I can barely hear you. Uh, sorry. I bought the, the X3 when you recommended. You, know? you bought the what that I recommended? Uh, when you had the, uh, when you had the, the show with the, with the guy who can't remember his name. And yeah, and I wanted to share with my experience because I'm, I'm in Mexico as well. And yeah, the, as a foreigner. Okay, I can't, I can't hear you and you're mumbling. So sorry, man. I'm going to have to pull you out. Guys, when you call in, make sure you got a good connection and you speak clearly. I've got a bunch of people watching in the chat and they don't have the patience for it and i've got to be you know respectful of their time too man's world what's up buddy not much rich how are you good what do you got for me today what is your thoughts on future online dating where do you think it's going to go how would how would, how can a man connect with a woman what's what's your theory well, you're asking different questions. You're asking the future and you're asking how do you connect with a woman today? So which one do you want to hit on or you want to do both? Let's go online, online future dating. Uh, online dating is going to, like your success on it is going to be determined on, generally speaking, the first photograph that they see. Okay. So if you don't have good photography, you're wasting your time. So that's the first thing. Okay. Um, most guys have shit photographs. I mean, I like I've sat there with women and they're like, oh, my dating app, whatever. I'm like, you know, pass me your phone. Let me see your matches, you know, some sort of thing. Or let's go through your mm -hmm. phone together. Right. And it's yeah. like your competition for the most part sucks if you got the gig down. Right. I mean, I talk about it in my book, like in the chapter on how to use dating apps properly. It's, it's always bizarre to me that people can't spend a few hundred dollars, put on a nice outfit you know, get a nice tailored shirt, go on location with a couple of different outfits, change, you know, get some shots, like get some good photography because that's going to make the biggest difference in your success online. Right. Beyond that, if you're not at least a seven or eight out of 10 on your own scale with 10 being the best version of yourself, like 
a lot of guys will be like, I'm a two, I'm a three, I'm a four, I'm a five. You're going to get the worst results possible. You're not going to get any matches. And if you do get matches, you're going to get the worst looking chicks you've ever seen that are way below you. So your best ROI, your return on investment, if you want to get good results, is going to be make sure you're at least a seven or eight out of 10 yourself. And you have a very good photograph for your number one photograph. The other ones should be good too. But the first photograph that they see matters the most because a lot of the times they'll look at that and they don't even look at the bio. They don't look at the other photographs. It's just a right or left very quickly. So if you want to get that match, you have to get their attention with the first photograph. It's got to be good. So what do you think it's going to be like in 2032? You know, there was a company that I almost invested in about 15 years ago because online dating came around, I think, 2001, 2002 for me. Lava mm -hmm. Life, Lime, was it LimeWire or Lime? I don't know. Um, plenty of fish, you know, been around for a long time. That's not, that site skyrocketed. And there was talk of video. Okay. Now they yes. haven't integrated video into dating apps yet, but mm -hmm. I think it's going to come because right now it's just static photography. Yes. Um, video yep. is very popular with TikTok, short form video, TikTok, Instagram Reels, uh, YouTube Shorts. It's watched way more than long form content today. So it's only a matter of time yep. before somebody's going to cook up a dating app where it's going to be like a three or a five second video and you're going to have to dance like a fucking monkey or something. And she's going to do mm -hmm. some hair flip or something like that to get your attention. Yeah. There'll probably be some integration. Uh, somebody mentioned here in the chat, like metaverse VR might, might come your way. That's going to get catfishing to some new levels of fuckery. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if that comes, but video is going to be hard to see people like video content. But the problem with, with video content is it's hard to catfish. And women like to catfish. They'll use older photography. Yes. They'll mm -hmm. use touch-up filters. And that's yeah. harder to do with a video. So yes. the adoption rate for women will probably go down. The adoption rate mm -hmm. for guys will probably... Like, guys will jump through any hoops that they give them. You know, jump how high? You know, jump in what direction? Sure. You know, they'll do anything to get women. Especially if they yeah. don't have women in their life, right? So if they have to make videos and jump around like a, a monkey, they'll probably do it. So that's probably what you'll see coming up in the future. But again, I mean, it's all going to boil down to can you get their attention in a noisy world because they're distracted by notifications, by TikToks, by this, that, and the other thing? Can you get their attention very quickly with one great photograph? If you can nail that, you'll do very well on dating apps. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that's all I wanted to ask you. What, what your theory is on the future of dating Um now really it's um you know, i i'm thinking in my head the theory is that it's going to be a video message like 30 seconds long you introduce yourself i don't That's even actually... think it'll be 30 seconds it'll probably be like less than 10 seconds because women have no patience for any of that so let's say 10 seconds and then if they like it they go into your profile they'll see another introduction video and then yeah. from there instead of texting you they'll just basically call you no texting no photos no nothing sorry i didn't I didn't finish what I wanted to get out about that 2003 story. So I was talking to the guy, one of the senior executives from Lava Life. Um, I got introduced from my accountant because I was going to invest into this uh, dating app at the time. And I thought that the most popular or the most used dating apps were 
like photographs, like profiles. We didn't have yeah. phone apps back then because that was 2003. Like phones didn't come out to 2008. Yes. So it was all browser-based. Yeah. It was all like website-based, right? So you'd upload mm -hmm. a picture, you type in your, your bio, your height, what you like to do, long walks on the beach and all that bullshit stuff. And the guy told me something which I thought was shocking, you know, at the time. He goes, the vast majority of users at that time back then were call-ins. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was call in hotlines. Like you would call in and you would have like chat rooms or like a, a chat room with two people or like a bunch of people. That's where they made most of the money and that's where their volume was. It wasn't from wow. browser-based photography uploads. So, yeah. and that was because it was very easy for women to convince men to take them out based on their personality, right? Yeah, okay. Because guys yeah. will fall in love with a chick's personality and they'll create this image in their head of what they're looked at. So that was how they catfish yeah. back then. And then it moved to still photography, which moved to dating apps with just swiping left and right. So I think it's a matter of time before it moves to video format, just based on those past trends. But we'll see what happens. Do you think that Western women would go for something like that? If it makes it harder for them to catfish, probably not. Because women, see, men and women lie differently on dating apps. Men lie about how successful they are and how tall they are, generally speaking. Women mm -hmm. lie about how beautiful they are and how youthful they are. That's why they use older pictures with filters. Or if they use photography, if they're overweight, they only film from here up from like an elevated yeah. angle sort of thing, right? So yeah. men and women lie differently. So they have to figure out a way to integrate video, but still let women deceive men the way that they've always deceived men for them to adopt do it. Do you think they'll lose money because of, of, of the video? No, because thirst is endless and women love attention. Women want attention. Men have thirst for women so as long as somebody connects those two together properly then they'll make they'll make money so they'll still make profit from it yeah so there's yeah. lots of money in dating apps right yeah I, I know that you were trying to get into it and and you were trying to get into the video side of it and uh it never happened for you no it was too yeah. early it was too early and i think it's still too yeah. early today i don't think you're going to see it for a few more years yeah all right that's all i wanted to ask you rich thank you all right man where are you at, by Cheers, the way? Thank you. I see you got some... Uh, I am actually... I'm in Coffs Harbour. Um, I've got a massive... This is not my place. I'm just uh, mm. sharing it. Where and is Coffs I know it's hard to say. Australia. Okay. New South Wales. New South Very Wales. Nice. Very nice. And I've just... I started my own little podcast show as well. And um, this is where I would normally do it as well. I like to interview women, try to find out what's going on with uh, their side of the story when it mm. comes to dating as well. And... Try to help women. Try to find out. Try to get them to trust men somehow. If you know what I'm trying to say on the first date. It's, You're in for it's, an uphill battle, man. Like the only time I see guys talking to women and women listening to guys, Ma Matthew Hussey is probably the most successful guy at it. And, um, you know, if you look at his videos on YouTube, he's got rooms filled with yeah. bores. They're not attractive. They're well past their prime. And right, right. he's basically telling them what guys want. And all they're doing is they're just drooling over this hot Australian guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not going for anything like that. It's just basically, um, I've, I've noticed that women don't just give out their numbers. They, they, it, the honesty on the men's side, they have lost complete trust in men because they, they don't, they just don't believe them anymore. You well, know what I mean? Well, they've been told for years not to trust men and that men are evil, right? And that the patriarchy oppresses them and, you know, feminism and all that sort of stuff. So 
The only way yeah. that you're going to get a woman's attention today is if you're high value. I mean, if you want to have the attention of a lot of beautiful women that are going to like be fun for you to be around, you've got to be a high value guy. That's why I say chase excellence, not women, like put your dent in the universe, make money, make sure you max out on your looks and your game. Don't be fat, be captivating, yeah. have interesting hobbies. Like these are the main things that guys have to get through their head. Right. Um, yeah, there's, of course. there's a whole like looks money status sort of thing, but it goes well beyond that. I mean, you can have looks, money, and status and be boring as fuck. Yeah. And the chick's yeah. not going to be into you, right? Like, if you don't have any interesting hobbies, if you have nothing to invite her into to go and do, she's not going to want anything to do with you, right? So, captivation is huge, but nobody really talks about that. And, th and that's what I was talking about the theory of um, video chat instead of texting instantly to get that woman's attention so that you can get that honesty somehow, some kind of honesty. Straight you know away. how they get it right you know now? I mean? They, they, um, I mean, if they do any kind of connecting outside of the app, it's usually with a phone call. They don't usually use video. Women don't give out their phone their phone numbers. And I've, I've interviewed a couple of girls. They gave they gave out their numbers to a guy after a week of talking to him on Tinder. The first thing they got was a fucking dick pic. That's the first thing that they got. No shit. And this is what I'm saying. It's awful. You well, know what I mean? guys don't have a lot of game too, right? Like they don't, they don't understand the metrics. They think that just whipping it out is going to get girls to fall over them. And it's like, look, maybe if you're giga Chad, that might work. But for the vast majority of guys, whipping it out ain't going to get you anything. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Rich. Th thank you for your time, mate. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. Take care. Uh, yeah. Ernesto says being boring basically limits you to female accountants. Like, yeah. If you know if you're dating bean counters, lawyers, doctors, like any of these professional designation type of chicks, if you're boring, you might do well because all they're really doing is they're into their 30s, they've got their designation, it's framed on the wall in mahogany, and they're looking for like the right guy to get you know married to, sort of thing. And if you have a good income, you can be boring, but you're not gonna have her best. You know, I can promise you that. Um, guys, the link to call in and ask a question is pinned at the top of the YouTube. Uh, let me get the YouTube link again. I'll drop it in the chat. Uh, we got some time for a few more calls. So click that if you're watching that on the, the, the Twitches, the Twatters, the Facebooks of the world, and you'll find the link for StreamYard up there. Again, it's pinned to the top. Click it and join it. Make sure you have a good connection. Uh, let's see what's going on here in the chat here. Future Metaverse VR. Uh, the point of online. So one of the things that he, that he had brought up was that women will wait a week to give a guy her number. And then, you know, he, he followed up and said, you know, the first thing that she'll get is a dick pic. But if you're not getting her number within three or four messages on the dating app, you're wasting your time. Okay. You just, I mean, first of all, you don't send dick pics for, for your opener. Um, if you, if you're not getting her number, then she's not that interested. You know, if she gives you the, oh, I'd like to get to know you here, or I don't just give up my number to anybody. Trust me. If she's got genuine burning desire, she will give you her phone number. She will not hesitate. She will give it to you immediately. Um, it's a fact of life. Anybody that's had it happen is not in their head right now going, yes, he's right. Anybody that hasn't had it happen, that is that keeps jumping through hoops, answering questions, messaging them, hey, good morning, hey, good night, hey, good morning, like these fucking nerds, they they never get the number, right? Um, it's my view that if she's not willing to give you the number within a few messages, you're wasting your time. Hey, how you doing? Nice match. I like that picture. Hey, look, I'm free uh, Thursday night at, at this time. You want to get together and grab a drink? 
She is, or she tries to reschedule. Cool. Once you guys got like that date talk going on, then I'm not on this app very often. I got a lot of shit to do. Give me your number and I'll text you, um, you know, the location sort of thing. And it's just implied, you know, she's going to give you her number. If she digs your vibe, she's going to give you her number. She's not going to give you an excuse. She'll either give you the number or she'll give you an excuse. It's one or the other, right? Uh, Jaren's in the chat says she's not interested. Get her off the app ASAP. And the number is for logistics. Bingo. Yeah, it's called the closer. Get the number. I know that some people like to get Instagram. Um, I think Instagram still links to most dating apps. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. I mean, I'm in, I'm an LTR game now, but, um, I don't, I don't like the idea of being directed into any app because if you go to follow them on whatever, let's call it Instagram, you're now follower number 1,659. Okay, you just entered orbit with a bunch of other dudes. You may not see it that way. Maybe she doesn't completely see it that way either. But the fact of the you know reality is, is you just became another follower on her roster of a bunch of other followers. So my take on it is, you know, if you want to take the Instagram, take it, but don't use it as a messaging platform. Like what's the point in going from Tinder to Instagram direct messages? The same fucking thing. Okay, can you like can you call her? Right? Like get her number and say, I'm busy, I got shit to do. I'm whatever, you know, you're implying you're chasing excellence. Give me your number and I'll text you the location of the place that we're gonna grab the uh, drink at. Um, or if they want to have a quick phone call so they can hear your voice if you got good voice game, good voice game works. Hop on a quick phone call, put on the radio voice, play some voice game, and that's it, right? Give her my number, ask for ask for hers. Always, always ask for her number. Never give her, you know, here. Here's my number. Give me a shout. You know, if you got time, fuck that. Ask for her number. That's what men do. Men need to learn how to lead. It's a forgotten art. And when guys ask questions like, do I give her my number or do I ask for hers? That tells me that you've been drinking too much of the fucking men and women are equal Kool-Aid and what's good for the goose is, is good for the gander Kool-Aid. And you got to stop drinking that shit. Men need to learn how to lead. What's your number? I'll give you a, a call. I'll send you a, a text with location. We'll set it up. Always get her phone number. That's what women want you to do. You know how many chicks I've talked to that are like, I end up being pen pals with these guys. Nobody ever asked me out or they never set up the date. And it's it's partly guy's fault for not making the move, for not asking. And it's partially the, part, partially the women's fault for giving a lot of guys the bullshit. Oh, I, I just want to get to know you here first. Really? Such a waste of time. Uh, Moff says Instagram is more about followers. Sorry, is more about followers, less about pictures, convey status. Pictures, followers. Yeah. I mean, if you have a good gram, then if you want to connect there, do it. Um, it's, you know, it's a way to get a little bit more insight. Okay. Look, if you want to eliminate the catfish, then I would definitely get social media. It's a good way to, to do that because I don't know where they have three, four, five pictures on most dating apps. Whereas if you can get to their Instagram, they're going to have a whole bunch more. Um, you'll get a better picture of what they actually look like, right? Um, so you'll be able to eliminate more of the catfishing, more of the bullshit, if you know what I'm saying. All right. You guys are a quiet bunch tonight in the call-ins, man. Hit that link if you guys got a question. Going to be on for another 20-odd minutes or so. Uh, many girls will ask for a photo of you in the moment to make sure you're not a catfish or a fake. Sure. 
I'll send you a picture. You want a picture of me picking my nose? <laughs> you have to send me a picture of you standing on one foot, bouncing on your pinky toe. Well, you can't do that if you want to play those silly games. You have to. Send All right, Larry, what do you got for me, buddy? Of you standing up. Hi, um, I'm a forty-one-year-old uh, guy. Uh, actually, very academically focused. I've been. Um, Doing the opposite of, of what you've been doing. I've been staying in college for a long time. I'm working on my third master's and I've got a, a portion of a PhD done. I was looking to get into software development and moving myself down to Cambodia uh, just because I wanted to solve the girl problem. And I figured, okay, I can make good money stateside and take it with me to Southeast Asia where I can have uh, you know, a good chance with the girls. Mm -hmm. um, I got on TRT. Uh, my numbers were low. I'm up in the... Uh, 750 nanograms a milliliter. You turned me on to that. So definitely mm. thank you for that. Um, let's see, I've got a lot of debt, um, but <clears throat> I do have a, a solution for that. So that's not so much of What's a What's your ask here tonight? What are you asking me here? Like, what do you need help with? Um, is, is, is that a smart play? Is it a smart play for me to go down to Southeast Asia, Cambodia specifically, and look to do the software development thing? Uh, my degrees are this. I've got an MBA. I've got a master's military intelligence and my third degree is a master's IT. And, and what do you want to get out of Cambodia? You want to get a lower cost of living, money goes farther. Is it the girls? Like, what is it? Um, really it's strictly the girls in the adventure. And it's almost like, um, um, uh, Asian cowboy sort of thing because, uh, Cambodia is like the wild, wild, uh, East. Where do you so live right I, now? Uh, right now I'm in Maryland, uh, very close to the district of Columbia. And how do you do right now in Maryland with women? Um, uh, poorly, I've got weight to lose. No question. I'm 270 right now mm -hmm. and I'm working on it, but I've got, um, I make 60 K, uh, I'm a manager at a retail shop. Uh, it's not my, um, luxury job. Uh, but I was doing that until I, uh, sort of get back into it. I, I had uh, taken off uh, a lot of time to go to college and that took me out of it. So I'm you know, trying to get back up to speed now. How tall are you? Six foot even. So you probably need to weigh around buck ninety five hundred ninety. Yeah, uh, I, I was uh, using um, the minimum to join the U.S. Army as the cut line, like two fifteen something around that, as like the fattest I should, you know, uh, be in like sort of my first level of goal. So, how did you end up working in retail at forty one with three degrees? Well, um, I uh, I started college late. Um, I didn't have a lot of, uh, opportunities early on. And then I changed my mindset and I started just saying, you know, F it, I'm just going to like run up a big bill. And, uh, I took student loans to, to do that. And I, uh, present at some, uh, conventions, uh, I'm getting out there professionally in an academic sense, mm -hmm. but, um, being a okay. college professor isn't the, isn't the route for me. Okay. What kind of experience do you have with women? Um, I've only had, let's say maybe three serious girlfriends over my lifetime. So in my experience, I would call it poor. Okay. Uh, they I've left you or it, you left them? Yeah, they always left. And I'm sure it was just because uh, they wanted a more attractive man. Um, probably, you know, just that. Okay. So, so here's my take on your situation. I mean, like, look, we talked about this earlier. If you're not doing well where you live, you're not going to do well somewhere else, right? Like, you're overweight, you're fat. Let's just call it, you know, like mm -hmm. what it is. Um, being fat in North America is pretty common. 
it's not very common in places like Asia, like it's more uncommon. And just like anywhere else in the world, it's not desirable. Like women overwhelmingly select men with a 1.62 ratio between shoulder and waist. And that's, that's what they look for. That's, that's what's important to them. So you're going to have to lose the weight. Um, as far as the degrees they are not serving you right now, I would like, I would do an overhaul on your look, you know, to be honest with you. You busy mm -hmm. right now? It looks like you're looking over to somebody else. Oh, no, no, no. I've got all the time in the world. Okay. Um, I would do an overhaul. Uh, you're clearly nearsighted. Get your eyes fucking lasered. It doesn't look like your prescription's too strong. Get rid of the glasses. Get your eyes lasered, right? That's a mm -hmm. couple grand. Um, unless you got a fucking irregular shit head, I would just fucking shave your hair right off and just go for the bald look. Lose the weight. Stack on some muscle. Learn some game. And if you want to go to Cambodia, then go to Cambodia. But okay. going over there now with the state that you're in, you're not going to do well. You're going to be like any one of those other guys that we just showed you at the start of the show. Okay. I'm just being honest, Larry. Well, sure, sure. Uh, I, I know I've got uh, work to do. It's um, uh, It's been a lifelong struggle on weight. I've never uh, gotten where I needed to be. I've uh, been to the gym. It's not complicated. I like anytime somebody yeah. starts making excuses, it's move more, eat better. It's simple. Don't put shit in your face and fucking move more. Right. Go to the Absolutely. gym, get a trainer, do push-ups every day, like figure it out. Like you're no different than I am and I'm older than you and I'm in better shape. Like I've got abs, you don't. Why? Because I put different stuff in my face and I move more. This is true. Uh, how, how many hours um, a day or a week in the gym do I need to target you recommend? I would, if you want to get workout advice, I would get uh, Greg O'Gallagher's one of, one of his Kino body programs. And just mm -hmm. follow it. Just listen to what he says and and do it. Make sure you eat good shit. Right? Absolutely. And Moff's in the chat. And sorry, I didn't point this out. But like $60,000 is not enough money for your age. Right? Guys, guys in their 40s. I mean, I get flack for this all the time. I say by the time you're like aim to be a millionaire by the time you're 30. If you don't hit it by 30, at least hit it by 40. And if you're talking about making $60,000 working in retail, if you want to get some good results out of life. You want to live the kind of shit that, you know, you see people living out there, they're driving cool cars, they have beautiful women, they're doing fun stuff, they have an interesting network. You got to up your game, man. You got to raise your standards. You got to raise your standards in every area. $60,000, not enough. The way I look, unacceptable, right? Like you have to fucking, you've got to get hard on yourself, man. Too many people are fucking soft because the world's soft to them and family and society. So, oh, you're fine. You know, you're, you know, you're pretty at any weight. Like that's what they tell girls, right? Oh, you're beautiful at any weight. Bullshit. Nobody's, there's no guy out there jerking off to fat chick porn. They're not right. So it's like, you've got to, like, you've got to take ownership and responsibility for where you're at in life and then just be very hard on yourself. And I know that it's difficult. Um, it's going to be a lot of work, especially at, at 40. It's a lot easier at 20, but you want to get those better results. You want to, you know, be happier. You got to fucking buckle down and do the work, bro. Sure. Um, as a practical matter, not that it's a, a recommendation, would I still get a better result out of Cambodia strictly because I white Westerner money? No. No. You're going to waste your time there, man. You're going to be like any one of those nerds that like spends all their money on some random, you know, local over there thinking that you're going to win her over and you're going to get destroyed. Okay. I'm a little more cynical than that, but yeah. Do you think so? Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure uh, I'm going to hear the song and dance about how. Oh, you're wonderful, special. Oh, by the way, can you buy me something? Sure. I mean, as long as you're forking out money, they're going to keep talking to you. 
Right. The question is, though, is she willing to fork out love and affection and intimacy without money? Because that's what genuine burning desire is. Did you ever read my book? Uh, I've read portions of it. You should probably go through it a few times because mm -hmm. you're asking questions that I answer in the book that you really shouldn't be asking here right now. I cover in there. Don't don't look for the shortcuts, my friend. Okay. All right. Thank you for the suggestions. And um, uh, definitely thank you for recommending TRT. I, I feel like that's made um, some improvement just on its own right there. Yeah, but it's 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 not going to solve your world. Like you like a lot of guys go on therapeutic testosterone, but they don't change their diet and they don't lift weights. And it's a shame when you are able to optimize your testosterone levels, but you're not lifting weights and you're not eating properly because that's really where that's where the fun yeah, happens. Man. Like that's where the good shit happens, right? You know, when mm -hmm. you're optimized. Because I mean, if you eat, if you put diesel in a fucking Ferrari, it's going to run like shit, right? And you've yeah. basically given yourself a Ferrari, but you're still putting diesel in it. This is uh, this is true. I'm going to work on that. All right, man. Thank you. See Thanks, Larry. Take care. Oh, I got to go hard sometimes, man. Quentin. Hello. Hello. So uh, I was the guy that was on here a couple months ago. My fiance had passed away, my LTR. And now I have a new, I had a new girlfriend. She's got pregnant on accident okay well and now we're broken up don't usually happen by accident yeah that's you, true you know how the birds and the bees work right so yeah so what's the ask here um so should i like just try to stay cordial with her she's she's chill she never wants to take me for child support right now anyway but but uh right now yeah it's always a right now thing like you Hold said you. always say <laughs> they have the Hold right you. to change their mind at any moment how old are you? But uh, twenty nine. She's only twenty one. Okay. And so you guys broke up after you found out she got pregnant. She, I think she got super scared and like she had never, she hasn't even moved out of her house or anything. And is she having the uh, baby? Yeah, she doesn't believe in abortion. Okay. Well, you're gonna be a father. Yeah, but I just started investing into some rental properties, and uh, are those uh? Are they able to come after me in child support for my rental properties because of the depreciation and child support's based on your income? So if it's earned income, it's tax. It's it, it, look, it varies from state, state okay. to state, and throughout Canada, it's pretty much the same. Like where do you live? Uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't know it's, what the law. It's is. a very Actually, democratic state. You can talk to um, Jonathan Noble. He's in Pennsylvania. He's licensed to practice law there. So. Okay. Um, he's been in a few of my videos. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, uh, John Noble Esquire, I think is his handle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if you want to pay for his time to get some legal advice, that's where I would go to get legal advice. I mean, okay. you're kind of asking vague questions like, okay, well, um, oh, yeah, I was just passed like... away and now I knocked <laughs> at this girl and she's not with me. So it's like, yeah, what do you want me to say, dude? You, you know, like I don't have a time machine to put you back into and throw yeah. a condom on it. So it's like, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to be there for my child. I don't know. It was just like, I feel like I dove into the red pill a little bit and then I like pulled back and I feel like I need to like stake. What would you say? Like current, like making myself watch content. So that way I don't fall back into, what would you say? 
Well, well, what content are you watching? I pretty much just watch yours. I've been reading a lot of books. Like I got your audiobook. I got Rollo's audiobook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got the 48 Laws of Power. Uh, Aaron Clary's book. Yeah. So, like I go, but I got them all too late. Okay. Like I just started listening to all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I would I would recommend. Um, look, if if you're going to be a father, I, I mean, deal with that when you have to cross that, obviously, because you know there there's you know, like nothing's for certain. I mean, you got to wait for yeah. the chicks to hatch sort of thing. So um, kids need a father. You've got a, a chick that you're in a relationship with for a, a period of time. Um, you're just adding another one to the fucking rosters of single mommies now, right? I mean, you made her a single mommy. So what are you going to do? I mean, you know, you got to figure that out. But if you want to, if if you want to be involved in the kid's life and that's and that's important to you, then do it. I mean, there's guys that would just run too. They just say, fuck it, I'm gonna to go to the Philippines, right? So yeah. there's, there's guys from every every angle they can handle it from. But as far as money goes and child support, you'll be okay. Uh, like child support's not that much. Yeah. I also don't get taxed very much. I do travel nursing, so a lot of my money comes from untaxable wages. So Ernesto just uh, made a good point. Uh, get a DNA test. If she yeah, I was already going to get a paternity test. Yeah, if she wants to claim that you're the father and she wants to come at you for money, okay, let's get a paternity yeah. test too just to make sure that I am the father, in fact. Yep, I was already going to do that. Anyway, I was going to uh, do it without her knowing so that way it doesn't throw like a wrench into things. I don't know if you can do that. You're going to have to ask a lawyer really? about that one. I thought you can do like, uh, you can just go get a DNA test Maybe not. I'll have to the, look into there's, there's like the female first primary social order has has gotten so involved in parenting and family and births. I know in parts of the world it's prohibited, right? Like I believe it's oh, really? in France, if I'm not mistaken, you can't even do a paternity test. It's illegal. You know, to do it. And it's going to differ from from state to state. So, uh, again, I mean. If she consents, then that's good. If she's not going to consent, then you might want to talk to a lawyer. But I would definitely get a paternity test. Otherwise, you could be on the hook for raising some other dude's kid. Yeah. that was That's like one of the the scariest things in life. It's like, oh, I'm raising this kid, but it's not mine. Well, it happens somewhere between 10 to 30% of the time. Yeah. Because paternity fraud relies on deception. You're never going to get honesty from the mother because she's doing what's best for herself and the kid because of hypergamy yeah. and solipsism. And if she points the finger, oh, that guy's got money. He's got real estate. I'm going to say he's the father. It happens. Yeah. 10 to, it happens 10 to 30% of the time. So um, it's advisable to get a paternity test unless you've got 100% certainty, which is almost impossible to have. Yep. Okay. All right, man. Thank Good you. Luck with that. Oh, I do a time machine show and bring people back in time so they don't fucking do dumb stuff. Rage, what's up, buddy? Quick question. Hey, Mr. Rich. Good, uh, good evening. I'm calling from Texas. Texas. Okay. Can I get you to speak up a little bit, please? You're super quiet. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, I'm at the also work right now and I'm watching your show. But okay. uh, nothing, I don't want to say much because I'm going to ultimately going to join your 10% community. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I I cannot even explain like how you impact my life. I'm going to share that in the 10% community. And now it's a time like I'm on my path. At the one point, I didn't even have a stay, like where I'm gonna stay. So the place to stay, but now I'm gonna move in my apartment next next month. Okay, do you have a question so for I, me tonight, or is it just a big thank you? Uh, 
it's just big thank you so much for your book and what okay. you're doing for the man community okay thank man you. appreciate it thanks buddy um we've got mr g back let's see if he's working mr g uh he's working can you hear me well i can hear you now yeah ah perfect uh i wanted to share my experience a bit with uh, as a foreigner because i'm here in mexico and uh, yeah when you're french like uh it's it's really easier for you to just you know talk to anyone because here i feel like they they want to prove something to you or they're like or they it's really easier when you have the french card but uh i do agree with you like if you don't have game or if you can't follow up it won't get you won't get you anywhere so yeah i just wanted to share this and i wanted you to thank you as well me, mr g uh, yeah, I wanted to join the top one person. I, I sent you a mail. I wanted to pay in crypto, but you, I still didn't get any replies. And I, now I, I just. How's your Spanish? Um, I'm working on it. Uh, I would say I'm B1, B2. Okay. I can handle a pretty nice conversation, but not like too technical. But it's, it's true like uh, you have to you have to know how to speak Spanish here. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, otherwise it's hard to chat the, chat. the French guys crush. Um, but uh, yeah, like as far as my community goes, you're not going to be a good fit if you haven't got strong English skills because pretty much everybody in in the main group speaks English very fluently. So you're going to have a hard time with it. So I would not recommend it. Okay. They say the French oh, okay. Clark Kent. That's that's what I was trying to put my finger on. Yeah, you look like Clark Kent, okay. actually. Good for you. So yeah, they, they, yeah, they told me they told me that a lot. So yeah. All right. Well, just thank you for your for for your content and stuff like that, and uh, I appreciate what you do. Okay, buddy. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, I'm going to wrap up and hand it off to Moff. Uh, Moff, you back on stereo? Did you get your account back, or do they still get you locked? You know, like locked out. Um, let me see if I missed anything here in the chat that I got to hit on. Do, 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 do. How often should I watch porn? Never. You should, if you want to get laid, go get a girl um, or girls. <laughs> Why do people still watch porn? Uh, rule number one where, yeah, <laughs> we got, I don't know, man. We got a lot of guys that call in without shirts on. Like, you know, I throw on a nice tailored shirt, got the cufflinks, you know, come on. Guys, maybe I should have a rule. No shirt, no service, right? Kind of like the stores have it. No shirt, no, no service. <laughs> All right, Moff's back on stereo. So if you want to hang out with him and do a little after show, it's uh, it's always fun. Uh, you can check him out. Just go to the stereo app and search for Moff, M-O-F-F. Um, I'm going to pop out some videos in the next week. I'm going to be in Baja for the next few days uh, doing some off-road racing. So if you want to see that, uh, follow me on Instagram. It's the underscore unplugged underscore alpha. And, uh, I'll, I'll post some stuff there. Yeah. Rule number one, read the book. Rule number two, wear a damn shirt. Rule number three is make sure you have a good connection so I can hear you. <laughs> but, um, I probably won't be on the unplugged alpha tomorrow or not tomorrow, next Monday. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, my flight gets back around the same time that my show is normally live. So I'll probably have to skip next Monday, but uh, if anything changes with that, I will make mention of it on social. But have fun with Moff tonight. We'll see you guys later, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Peace out.